Don't you appreciate that preaching? As a few uh, weeks ago, one of my men came, and I seen he had a a book underneath his arm, and he said, Preacher, I want you to look at this. I said, I think you'll be interested. And it was an old funeral register, and he opened it to a certain page. And I saw written, Mr. and Mrs. Ray Dagenhart and Stephen. That young man's grandmother was the mother of my former pastor, Devon Dyson's wife. And he said, I thought you would be interested in seeing that. And immediately, when I saw it, I knew it was my mother. But it wasn't just by what she wrote. But I could tell by how she wrote it. And I knew it was her. I'm glad... You can find his signature throughout the pages of this blessed word, and you know it's him. You know it's him, and I'm grateful for the word of God. Give me a G, and I want to sing uh, Bound for That City. That's what I want to sing. Is that what put it in whatever it's supposed to be in? I don't know. There's a city of light Where there cometh no night And the sun never sets in the sky in the bible we're told that the street is pure gold and a cool gentle river runs by i'm bound for that city God's holy white city Oh yes I am I'll never turn back To this world anymore No matter how rough May be the way No matter how oft I stop to pray I'm bound for that city On that evergreen shore Little children will play And their hearts will be gay As we stroll through that city of gold No more dying up there 
No more burdens to bear And nobody will be feeble or old I'm bound for that city God's holy white city Oh yes I am I'll never turn back To this world anymore No matter how rough May be the way No matter how oft I stop to pray I'm bound for that city On that evergreen shore Help me sing now I'm bound for that city God's whole White City Oh yes I am I'll never turn back To this world Anymore No matter how rough May be the way No matter how oft I stop to pray I'm bound with that city On that ever Green shore. Thank you, Miss Kim. If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn to the book of First Samuel, chapter number thirty one. 1 Samuel, chapter number 31. Again, I appreciate the good singing that's been given tonight by the Reigns family and by the Rogers family. I'm grateful that I have been delivered from that condemnation. And I can identify with being free. And I am certainly glad for God's grace that brought salvation to me. I could not get to Him, but He came to me. And I bless his name. If you're willing and able, would you stand as we read, beginning at verse number 7 of 1 Samuel chapter 31. Brother David, thank you for the invitation to be in these services. And it is my honor to be here. And I appreciate it. How the Lord's a helping you, I can tell it. And I'm grateful for that. Verse 7 says, And when the men of Israel that were on the other side of the valley, and they that were on the other side Jordan, saw that the men of Israel fled, And that Saul and his sons were dead. They forsook 
the cities and fled. And the Philistines came and dwelt in them. And it came to pass on the morrow when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his three sons fallen in Mount Geboa. And they cut off his head. And stripped off his armor. And sent into the land of the Philistines round about to publish it to the house of their idols and among the people. And they put his armor in the house of Ashtoreth. And they fastened his body on the wall of Bethshan. And when the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead heard that, heard of that, which the Philistines had done to Saul, All the valiant men arose and went all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bashan and came to Jabesh and burnt them there and they took their bones and buried them under a tree at Jabesh and fasted seven days. You can be seated tonight. I am interested in verse number 12 where it says an All the valiant men arose and went all the night. This evening, I want to think about these valiant men of Jabesh Gilead. If you would have uh, uh, read about Jabesh Gilead 40 years prior, you would have not found any valiant men. For 40 years prior, at the first uh, Uh, Months of Saul's reign as king, Jabesh Gilead was besieged by Nahash the Ammonite. And the men of Jabesh did not withstand Nahash, but rather they went out to talk about terms 
of surrender. But now, 40 years have passed. There has been a transformation in the city of Jabesh-Gilead. And there are some men that are described in the Bible as being valiant. And they are being valiant in the backdrop of one of the darkest days in the history of the nation of Israel. And tonight, God is still looking for some valiant men. The word valiant means strong. It means courageous and brave. It indicates character that is above and beyond the norm. And tonight, these men were showing those kinds of traits and characteristics by going and taking the bodies of Saul and his son off of the humiliating wall of Bashan and bring them back to Jabesh Gilead. There are four things I want to say about these men of Jabesh Gilead. And I'll be done. Number one... I want you to notice that they responded to a tenderness that had been shown to them. And I am referring to that 40 years prior when Nahash had besieged the city If you read in 1 Samuel 11, uh, they send messengers out through all all of Israel and the news falls on the ears of the newly anointed king by the name of Saul. And Saul musters up an army of 330,000 men And they deliver the city of Jabesh-Gilead from the wretched and wicked Nahash. There was certain death and certain desolation had not Saul come to their rescue. And in response to the mercy and grace Saul had shown to them, now they are willing to risk their own lives that they might rescue the bodies 
of Saul and his son because there was a warm spot in their heart for King Saul. Had it not been for his intervention, they would have never existed. They would have never been. And tonight, you and I ought to have the same kind of response. There was a day in your life and mine when sin surrounded us, when wickedness had us bound. There was no help from the inside. Jabesh Gilead had to look outside their own strength. They sent a word to Saul. Saul came to them. They could not get to Saul, but Saul came to them. Aren't you glad there was one who came? I could not get to him, but he came to me. I could not save myself, but I'm glad he came in power and might, defeated our enemy, and brought salvation to our soul. They were simply responding to the mercy and grace that had been shown to them. And tonight some of us have forgotten where we were at when he came to us. Some of us have forgotten the load of sin that weighed heavy on our heart. Uh, Some of us have forgotten uh, uh, the terrible dilemma our homes were in. Uh, uh, But the Lord came uh, knocking on your door. uh, And when He opened, uh, you opened to Him. uh, uh, Things changed dramatically. uh, And in response to His grace and mercy, You and I ought to serve Him. You and I ought to be in service for the Master tonight. They were responsive to the tenderness shown to them. Some of us need to show Him tonight honor and respect. We ought to show Him gratitude and appreciation. Had it not been for the Lord being on my side where would I be I bless his name that he came to little nine and a half you little old boy and showed me I was a sinner and that night he saved me I've been saved 57 years or more hallelujah and it's still working yet today They were responsive to the tenderness that had been shown to them. But then, may I say, that they rose to the task set before them. According to verse 12, It said, and all the valiant men arose. They rose to the task 
set before them. Now that word arose means to stand upright. It is to stand perpendicular. It means to stand straight, perpendicularly. It is a, a way in which we show honor and respect. It is a military term when a commanding officer or someone of high rank comes in the presence of someone of lower rank It is essential for that lower rank serviceman to stand erect, to stand at attention. And he does so to show honor and respect to the authority that those stripes on that man's shoulder means. And tonight... When these men rose to the task, they were rising and honoring the memory of King Saul. Now I understand tonight that King Saul died in shame and disgrace. Saul had been disobedient and rebellious to God. And tonight, uh, uh, we need not chide these men of Jabesh Gilead, but rather uh, we should thank God for them. Uh, They were honoring the man, uh, the king, who had been gracious uh, and merciful to them. And tonight uh, they rose to the task. Uh, The task was not an easy one. Uh, The task was not uh, 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 one that could very readily uh, uh, be uh, uh, completed. Uh, But these men were willing uh, to hazard their own life uh, uh, so that they could honor uh, uh, the man who had saved them uh, from certain destruction. Tonight God is looking for somebody that'll stand at attention and say, here I am, sir. Whatever you got for me to do, I'll be willing to do it. You got me out of the miry pit of sin. You delivered me from the world of this that we live in. I want to serve you. I want to carry out your task. They rose respectfully. But these men rose spontaneously. Nobody urged them to do what they did. Nobody uh, goaded them to do what they did. Uh, as the scriptures uh, are being read, uh, it is something that is spontaneous. It just happens. And tonight, uh, that's the way you and I ought to rise to the task. We shouldn't have to be begged. We shouldn't have to be pleaded with. We shouldn't have to be petted uh, 
When we think about what he's done for us, why there should be no doubt that we should stand spontaneously and say, Lord, here I am, send me, use me in your service. Tonight, something that really gets under my crawl is you have to beg some people to do something for God. I've been in services before and don't you appreciate these singers tonight? They got right up here and done what they had come to do, glorified God. And But I've been in services where a, a preacher has called on somebody to sing and I've done it myself. And they'll sit back there and shake their head no. And then you'll say, well, just come on. Uh, uh, you need to sing this song. And uh, they'll shake their head again. And then you say something else. And finally, they get up. Now, that gets under my crawl. If you're going to do something for God, uh, when you're asked to do it, get up and do it uh, and get it done. Amen. Every one of us should have been in hell. And if you've got a song, you got a message, you got a testimony, you got a lesson, you better give it. You don't have to be begged or pumped or primed. It ought to be something done spontaneously. But they rose to their task devotedly. They didn't reluctantly do what they did. Now, from, from the military standpoint, this was probably a suicide mission. But these men had devoted themselves that if it even takes our life, we're going to do everything we can to honor King Saul and that position that he has been put in. And tonight, we need to enter in our service for God with a sense of devotion. These men completed their task these men finished what they started doing. And tonight, instead of cowering down at the danger, their task gave, they bravely rose to the occasion. Instead of shirking from the demands of their assignment, these men of Jabesh Gilead stepped up to the plate. Instead of dodging the need to recover the bodies of Saul and his sons, they took the responsibility and they got her done. And tonight, that's the kind of attitude and a kind of devotion we need to give to God. But number three, these men of Jabesh Gilead were readied for the times 
given to them. Now I want you to know this they weren't they didn't do this when the choir was a singing and everybody in the church was a shouting. They couldn't ask for the right time to serve. They just had to, had to wait on the opportunity to open up for them. You know, there's a lot of people, they're willing <coughs> to preach if they can preach to the crowd. <coughs> I want you to know I've been preaching to a house full every time I preach. Because it don't make no difference how many's there. I'm going to just be myself. My ministry has been to the smaller church all of my life. But if these empty pews, the, the building is not empty, the Lord takes, takes up all that slack. <clears throat> And I guarantee you this, they've been times I've been in little churches and I like to preach myself to death. Got so loose and God had touched me so, I'd about preach out of my shoes. And I have a time or two. But tonight, a lot of people want the times to be right. They want everything to fall in place. They want everything in line and then they will serve the Lord. Oh no, that's not the way it happens. We've got to determine that we're going to serve Him no matter what. Brother Corey and I were talking about a situation uh, about his oldest son uh, in a service was asked to come and pray in the middle of a service uh, and it was not a, it was not a good uh, uh, opportunity if you're looking for a time to have a public prayer in the house of God. Uh, but he was called on uh, and he stepped up to the plate and prayed. Uh, he was uh, uh, taking hold of the opportunity that he had to serve. There's some people, they'll sing on Sunday morning, but you better not ask them to sing at prayer meeting. They're not going to sing. They want to sing on Sunday morning when everything's going well. Tonight, these men didn't choose the times in which they served, but they carried out their task whatever the times were around. Did you know militarily Israel was disgraced? Saul and his sons had been slain. The armies of Israel had been defeated by the Philistines. Uh, uh, Israel had been embarrassed and shamed before their enemies. Uh, the cities that they lived in uh, on the other side of Jordan they fled from. Uh, and now the Philistines had come uh, and they were dwelling in 
in those cities. And tonight I may be preaching to some people that used to hold territory in their spiritual life, but the enemy has overtook you and you fled and he owns the property now where you once lived. I tell you what I'd do. I'd be like these men of Jabez Gilead and I'd serve God. I'd live for him. It doesn't make any difference what the times are. Things did not look good. They were not conducive for this kind of operation. But I'm glad they were willing to serve for the sake of Saul. Environmentally, it was dark. There's some people, they're not going to do anything unless people can see them. Now, if people see me, I'm fine. I've had people say, when they get done, got done singing, they'd, <coughs> they'd say to me, how, <coughs> how did we do? As if to say, didn't we do a real good job? That kind of singing doesn't do nothing for me. And tonight, they were in the dark. The Bible said they went all the night. They weren't interested in somebody patting them on the back. They weren't after the applause and the accolades of men. What they did was coming from their heart because they loved this man who had been desecrated by their enemies, the Philistines. And tonight, uh, uh, we ought not to want the applaud and accolades of men. Uh, We ought to serve him because we love him. Whether anybody else pats us on the back or uh, tells us we've done a good job, we ought to serve and honor him. But the last thing, and uh, Miss Kim, y'all just come on around. I'll be done here in just a few minutes. (coughs) The last thing. You see, they had not only been responsive to the tenderness shown to them, and they had not only rose to the task that was set before them, and not only were they readied for the times given to them, but last of all, they were remembered by the text that is written about them. You see, nobody knew of this covert operation. It had not come down from military channels. No one had come to the men of Jabesh Gilead and said the commanding officer now has sent me to tell you to go get the bodies of Saul and his sons no sir nobody knew what they were doing 
It was done under the cover of night. And the only way that we know what really happened was because the Holy Ghost recorded it in His Word. And tonight, no one knew that this would take place. No military leaders, Israel, knew not of this operation. And certainly the Philistines were taken by surprise. When they awakened the next morning and was going out to the wall of Bethshan to atone and to mock Saul and the God of Israel. And, and to their shock, nobody was found on the wall. Nobody knew about it. Nobody was aware of it. Because they didn't seek to be recognized. They were not looking for reward. They just wanted to show their love for Saul. <clears throat> and I'm here to tell you, there's coming a day when another book is going to be open. And I'm here to tell you, there's going to be myriads of people that have labored behind the scenes. That we didn't know what was going on, but had it not went on, there would have never been what was out in the forefront accomplished. And tonight, uh, uh, these men... Uh, were never in the limelight. They were never recognized for their faithful work. They worked, they labored, they served under the cover of humiliation and lowliness and meekness and obscurity. They have served devotedly and labored lovingly and worked diligently. They are never recognized. But the Holy Ghost said, I just want to highlight what has been done. I just want you to know how it's all come about. Uh, hallelujah. There's people in my church. There's people uh, in your church. Uh, they've never done what they have did uh, uh, to draw attention to themselves. Uh, they've served because they love their Savior uh, and their Master. Uh, and one day, hallelujah, there'll be a testimony uh, opened up uh, and we'll find out how it all come to pass. Uh, and nobody knew uh, how the Bible has ever got delivered uh, had it not been for the sweet Holy Ghost uh, writing it down in His Word. I want to be like the men of Jabesh Gilead. Let's stand tonight. God's looking for some valiant men while they sing. I will
The Lord is looking for some valiant men and women to serve Him because they love Him. And they are appreciative for what He has done in their lives. Amen. Give me an F. I'm going to sing a little chorus. You, I don't know if you... Oh, what a wonderful treasure It was given to me without measure We will travel together My old Bible and I know oh, what a wonderful treasure it was given to me without measure. We will travel together. My old Bible and I And how we read in its pages About the prophets and sages He mm, can't remember the words but I'll sing the chorus, Amen my old Bible and I and oh what a wonderful treasure it was given to me without a measure we will travel together my old Bible and I and how we read in its pages about the prophets and sages who all down through the ages for it were willing to die. And oh, what a wonderful treasure it was given to me without a measure. We will travel together. My old Bible and I